This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, you're listening to episode 265, and I'm talking with Anna Turner. Anna is a sports dietitian with St. Vincent Sports Performance, and this is actually her third time on the podcast. She was also on episode 218 and 237. So if you're interested in these kinds of topics on sports nutrition, make sure you go check those episodes out. In this episode of the podcast, Anna and I dive deep into hydration and electrolytes and fueling so that you can finish your long runs and workouts still feeling good and hydrated throughout the rest of the day. This is a really informative episode. I left feeling really good about knowing how to hydrate and having a good hydration plan and electrolyte plan for myself in upcoming long runs and just daily hydration, to be honest. You guys can make sure that you're following Anna on social media to keep up to date and learn all kinds of great sports nutrition information over on her Instagram. She is Anna Turner underscore sports nutrition. Anna also has a hydration course coming up, so make sure you check that out. The link to register for that will be in the show notes at lindsayhine.com, and that nutrition course starts here in just a couple of weeks. So check it out in the show notes, lindsayhine.com. I'll also post it on my social media, on my Instagram, lindsayhine626. A big thanks to Prevenex for supporting the podcast and supporting this episode of the podcast. This is where I get all of my vitamins and supplements and kids' vitamins and protein powder. They have clean products. They source the highest quality ingredients, and their products are proven scientifically to work. They also have an amazing give-back model, which I love. One of the products I would highly recommend runners trying is the Joint Health Plus. We get stiff and achy joints when we run all the time, and this is going to help your joints feel better. It's going to improve your joint flexibility. And overall, you're just going to feel better when you run and when you're not running, when you're recovering. I take this every single day and my joints feel so good. You all can save 15% off your order when you go to Prevenex.com and use the code ANOTHER. That's 15% off your first order. Go to Prevenex.com. Use the code ANOTHER for 15% off. I'll have link to that in the show notes at lindsayhine.com and I'll also be sharing about it on my social media. All right, friends, enjoy this conversation with Anna Turner. All right. Well, I'm so excited to have Anna Turner, sports dietitian with St. Vincent on the podcast for, what is this, your third time, Anna? I think it is, yes. Yes. I'm so excited to have you back yeah. on and... We have a really interesting topic that I know a lot of runners, especially in the heat of the summer, are going to be excited to hear about hydration, electrolytes, sweat tests, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So should we just, should we start with like you sharing why you're so passionate about that part of your work? Yeah. Hydration is definitely one of the two reasons why I became a sports dietitian um, because it's the reason that I struggled as an athlete. Um, So I... I'm one of the people who genetically sweats a lot and there's no hiding that. 
Um, so, you know, I struggled for many years in high school and early college years with dehydration and it would affect my triathlons and my bike races. Um, and it was just really frustrating because I knew that I was doing everything I could to train really hard. Um, and I, like, I knew my fitness was there. Um, but when you're doing these longer events, like a marathon, um, you know, you're out there for so long that hydration, um, is likely going to impact you if you don't have a good plan. Um, and so that's what I was experiencing. I'm just a really heavy sweater. So it's something that I had to learn, um, in order to overcome that and, um, and race in a hydrated state and, and, you know, and, and recover better. So, so I'm super passionate about it because I think it's something that, you know, if we talk about like the symptoms of dehydration, I think every runner could think to themselves like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. I completely felt that the other day. Um, So, you know, some symptoms like fatigue, high heart rate. Um, For me, I would get really bad migraines after racing a triathlon. Like I couldn't sleep that night. I would have such a bad migraine. Um, and you know, a lot of morning runners, um, are running in a dehydrated state because hopefully you've been sleeping for the last six to eight hours and you get up and expect your body to perform in tip top shape and you're expecting it to perform dehydrated. So that's just, you know, one of the things to think about, um, if you're a morning runner is to, you know, start consuming water and a little bit of electrolytes, um, before you head out that door and maybe even take a bottle with you, which I know a lot of people don't like to do. No, it's no fun. <laughs> what kind of bike racing did you used to do? So I used to do, um, criteriums and road races. Um, yeah, I got into triathlons because I was a swimmer and then I found out that I know this group won't want to hear this, but <laughs> I'm not a fast runner. <laughs> So I was super good at swimming, super good at cycling. And so that just, you know, kind of took me down further that path. Um, but, but I try to run. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And in triathlon, that run will make or break you. I mean, it's, it's such a long haul and a long part of the race. It really is. And it was so frustrating when I would be like first out of uh-huh. the water, you know, second or third on the bike. And then those dang runners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. That's when Glenn, my husband, did his one and only Ironman. That's he's not a super strong swimmer. He's an okay biker, but he just slayed everybody in the run, just past people the entire race. I think his marathon time was like three twenty three, which is really fast for an Ironman. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was just crazy to watch him just tick people off that were off the bike mm-hmm. some of them an hour before him mm-hmm. oh I know damn yes. runners <laughs> exactly there's not a long enough swim for me to yeah. really really have more time on you yeah I mean truly the bike is like the chunk but yeah mm-hmm. the swim if that's your main strength it's just mm-hmm. not long enough yeah exactly <laughs> needless to say I'm trying to become a better runner <laughs> Anna came to one of our training groups last, uh, Uh, before everything got canceled. I guess that it was like February or something like that. Um, okay. So I guess, do you want to start with like, 
what a sweat test is. We did a sweat test on me. Well, I, I did. I used your app. So I'll let Anna explain the really cool app that St. Vincent has that does a sweat test. But then I actually came into the offices and you did an a real sweat Elect- test. Electro. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you Electrolyte tell. test. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So the first one is the free test. So this is the um, My Sweat Rate app that we have free um, for Apple products. So that is testing your sweat volume. So there are, two, there are two pieces to sweat. One is the volume of the water you're losing, and the second part are, is the electrolytes that you're losing. So that's um, when you used the sweat app, that's telling you the volume. So, um, you know, everyone is different and everyone is different in both categories. Some people sweat out a lot of volume, but aren't very salty sweaters. Some people sweat out a lot of volume and are salty sweaters. And then you have the low volume, high salt people. So there's definitely a lot to learn about what you are. Um, And then obviously knowing that the volume changes with the temperature and humidity. So yes, if you tested in March, um, you know, your results might have been low moderate, but if you test again mid-August in the high heat and humidity, your results might be moderate to moderate high as far as, you know, how much you're sweating. So it's important to run the test so you understand how much you should be drinking in order to limit dehydration. So that's the biggest point, right? We want to limit dehydration so it doesn't affect our performance. Um, So that is the biggest thing we're trying to figure out is if I'm running a two-hour marathon, exactly how many ounces do I need to take in at each of the um, stops so that I don't end up with physical symptoms of dehydration affecting my time? Okay, so should we run an example? Yeah, sure. Um, so let's see. Let's just take like a um, 150-pound athlete. And um, I don't have a calculator in front of me. <laughs> can you use your phone? I can use my phone. Um, all right, so if we have a 150-pound athlete. What the app is going to do for you, it's going to figure out how much um, you want to um, – like how, how much sweat you can sweat out before you end up with those symptoms of dehydration. So for this 150 pound athlete, we're going to multiply that times 2% and we're going to get our answer is three pounds. So the app knows that if you lose more than three pounds throughout your two to four hour marathon, I don't know how fast this person is. Um, then you would start feeling signs and symptoms of dehydration. So that might be easier to not do. Obviously, in a cooler temperature marathon, might be harder to not do during a high heat humidity marathon in the South. Um, so that's why testing in those multiple you know, times a year can be really helpful. And the app will save those results so you can look back on them Um, You know, as you're getting closer to race day and you're able to look out at the forecast and it's telling you, you know, what the temp and humidity is going to look like, you can look back at your results um, 
and kind of match up your hydration plan and, and think about that in the perspective of race day. So when you say you're going to lose, um, a pound an hour or something like that, how much of, of, of sweat, and we won't get into the electrolytes yet. We're going to touch that next, but if you're losing a pound, so 16 ounces, that's a pound, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, it is. (laughs) 16 ounces an hour. How much of that should we be trying to replace during the actual run? Yep. So it's generally about 75%. Okay. Um, So we don't need to replace everything. We don't need you to finish the race having not lost any weight. Um, We just need you to finish the race above that 2% or below that 2% (laughs) um, having not lost more than three pounds. So if you are able to consume, you know, even like eight to 12 ounces of water per hour so that you continually are taking fluid in while you're perspirating fluid, um, but you're not letting yourself lose more than that three pounds. So as you're continuing to sweat, you're adding water back in. Um, As long as we you know, are able to do that and continue to take in water, you're helping maintain a hydration status and not falling below that 2%. The 2% is what where research shows that once you've lost that amount of fluid, um, your body really has a much harder time moving blood and oxygen to your muscles and things just are going to get a lot harder for you. So it's keeping that fluid coming in. Um, but in realistic terms, right? So that's why it's really nice to have that app to tell you how much fluid per hour. Because just hearing me talk on this podcast, you might think to yourself, you know, oh gosh, I need to drink 16 or 12 ounces or whatever it is. Um, But that's, you know, this is going to be based on your sweat rate. Okay. So let's just hit really quick pre-hydration then like pre-run hydration Mm -hmm. so that, and we're going to keep using that example of a pound per hour. Um, you know, I'm going out for a run at 7 AM. It's like already 85 degrees, super humid. So I know I'm going to sweat a lot and I'm going to plan to take in those eight to 12 ounces per hour. But what, what's a good amount that I should target beforehand? Mm-hmm. Generally beforehand, I would try to get in somewhere around 16 ounces. Okay. Um, you know, I would say allow yourself like 45 minutes to, to hydrate. So waking up, I always recommend having a water bottle by your bed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would, you'd be amazed at how many sips you take right before bed and how many sips you can take the second you wake up and you're scrolling on your cell phone and, you know, you can get in a, a pretty good amount. Um, But I would try and shoot for 16 ounces um, to prehydrate with. And obviously, you could add some electrolytes to that, knowing that you're going to be heading out into some heat um, and humidity. So maybe you throw in a noon tablet to your 16 ounces, or maybe you're drinking a Gatorade that morning. So those would be two two that would be a good recommendation um, before you head out. Okay. And so then before we jump to electrolytes, we do 16 ounces before we replace the eight to 10 during. So about 70, 75%. Is that what you said? 75%. Yep. Right after we finish the run and then throughout the rest of the day, what should the goals be? Yeah. So that's really then to resume normal weight. 
Okay. So, you know, if you're at home and you can weigh yourself, that's really the best indicator. You know, come home, take off your sweaty clothes, jump on the scale and see how much you've lost. You know, is it three pounds? Is it four pounds? Is it one pound? Then you'll kind of know you can take that number times 1.5. So think in your head, like during the run, I don't have to replace it at all. So it's about 75%. But then after the run, I want to really replace 150%. Okay. So that's where then the recommendation goes um, to like 16 to 24 ounces per pound lost okay. afterwards. So, but then you can also, you know, don't freak out because it may seem like a lot. Yeah. Um, but you have the rest of the day to do that. So, you know, you don't have to do that within 30 minutes. You just have to resume your normal hydration status by the next time you're going to be running, which is generally the next day. Well, and if you run early in the morning, you're going to want to drink more than 16 to 24 ounces throughout the rest of the day anyway. Exactly. You need to drink more water. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about electrolytes. I want to talk about like the products and um, how to know how much we should be replacing. I came in and got the elect- electrolyte test. Is there mm-hmm. a way to do that though without going in, in physically? No. No, unfortunately. Okay. Um, yeah. So if you're in the Indianapolis area, um, obviously come see us and we can do an electrolyte test on you. Um, and th- there are other, you know, sports performance sites sure. across the country that do the same testing as well. Okay. So we put this little thing on my arm and it, it like initiated a sweat or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, it was like my results were like 495 milligrams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're average. Okay. <laughs> uh, which is super great because that's easy. Yeah. Right. You don't have to really stress about um, the electrolytes that you're going to be getting in. So yeah, we put two probes on you um, to stimulate a little bit of sweat. And then we collected that sweat and ran it through a machine to help understand what is your salt concentration. So we're looking at the main electrolyte that you lose, which is salt. Um, so that helped us understand, are you on the lower end, um, of salt concentration, like 250 milligrams of sodium per pound, or are you on the higher end, you know, in the thousands, a thousand or 1500 milligrams of sodium per pound loss. So when we think of, you know, just think of the general context of sodium in our society and, I think, you know, as a sports dietitian, a lot of times I'm having to remind people that sodium is um, basically like a nutrient that we need to use to enhance performance because it enhances our hydration status. Um, whereas the general population or someone with, um, you know, altered lab values, like someone with hypertension needs to reduce sodium intake to lower blood pressure. So that's something that I think it's just really important just to take a moment and like recognize has the, um, you know, um, societal views on sodium Mm -hmm. affected how you are consuming sodium. So I can say for myself as a high school and early college triathlete, yes was the answer because my dad had hypertension. So my mom didn't cook with any salt like literally no salt. She was, you know, proud of it, which is great for my dad's health. 
but you needed um, it. <laughs> but I was literally dying <laughs> for dehydration. <laughs> so it was a, um, so that's just something to like look back on and reflect on that, you know, if you are a parent and you have athletes, um, but you're also, you know, trying to, to watch the health status of other members of your family. Um, one way in which you can do that is just not salting the food when you're making it, but having the salt shaker present at meals. Mm -hmm. So that way everyone is in control of their own salt needs. Um, I love salting every, I salt everything. (laughs) Glenn makes so much fun of me because he, he actually has borderline high blood pressure, which is totally just genetic. And so he doesn't salt anything, but I'm like, give me the salt for everything we eat. (laughs) Macaroni that's already salted. I'll take some more. (laughs) I totally agree. And I am, my sweat test results are in the thousands. Really? Of of milligram per pound. So I um, am definitely an athlete who is salting everything. And sometimes I feel like people look at me like, like, I'm pretty sure my mother-in-law thinks I use way too much salt. <laughs> but, you know, you'll see my salt-crusted forehead when I get done oh. working out. So, like, if you have, like, so, white, if it's if your sweat is a little bit more white, is that more electrolytes coming out? Exactly. Huh. Yeah. So, just some signs and symptoms you can look for is, yeah, if you get done working out and it feels like you have sand on your forehead or you see, like, the white crystals on your arms Or if you wear a hat all the time and the inside of your hat is stained white, Mm. um, those, that's salt. So, you know, some people are just really surprised to see that, um, or to know that that's salt because here we live in a society that, you know, salt isn't good, but then it just really makes sense to them. Like, wow, I really am losing a lot of salt. So it really does make sense that I need to salt my food. Um, in order to maintain my hydration status or wow. take electrolyte products. Yeah, that's interesting because now that I think of it, I do notice that on some people and not on others. You see the white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, or you, like burns you in the eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So let's talk about uh, the electrolyte, you know, pre, let's, Mm -hmm. so we already talked about the hydration, like how much liquid to take in pre, during, and after. Let's also Mm -hmm. do electrolytes now. So we can assume, let's assume you're average like me, like 500, you're losing 500 milligrams per pound. What, what's the strategy? Mm -hmm. So very similar strategy to the hydration piece. Like we don't have to replace 100%. You know, if you are Think of um, think of this as like a target, and we're not. I don't know if the analogy is going to come out right, but we're not trying to hit the bullseye. We're trying to hit the target, okay. right? Like a bigger target. Okay. So instead of having no electrolytes, we're trying to hit the range of which um, you fall. So we don't have to be super precise of getting. You know, your results are right around five hundred. So that doesn't mean we have to get in exactly five hundred per pound per 16 ounces um, of fluid, but it means it means we need to be within that range. Okay. Right. So for example, one noon tablet is 350 milligrams. Um, so to me, I see your options being a bottle of water with nothing, a bottle of water with one noon tablet, or a bottle of water with two noon tablets. Okay. You know, so you've got zero milligrams of sodium, 350 or 700. You know, you're really somewhere right in the middle on the lighter days that aren't as hot, maybe the one noon tablet on the super hot and humid days, maybe the two noon tablet. Okay. 
And would you take that during, like, would you just take that with you on the run? I would, and you know, it depends how long your run is. Sure. Um, you know, if, if you're the morning runner, um, I think you just have to consider that you're running more dehydrated than you would in the afternoon. So it might be advantageous to take a bottle. If you're doing a workout mm. and, you know, you really need to focus and you really don't want a bottle in your hand, um, then, you know, you just need to make sure your pre-hydration is good mm-hmm. and then do your best afterwards. But I would say most athletes um, who are doing a 30 to 45 minute workout are going to be just fine. It's when we get into that hour, hour and a half um, where we've now spent enough time sweating that we're starting to get to that dehydration number, you know, losing that 2% where we could start seeing some real issues. So an example of that is I'll have runners that I work with and they don't have any issues during the week completing their workouts. But then on Saturdays and Sundays, they have extreme issues mm-hmm. um, like GI issues and um, fatigue, lightheadedness, fainting. Um, you know, one lady had to sit down and call her husband to pick her up. So to me, that says that during the week, your workouts are short enough that you're able to maintain your hydration status. But it's on those hour and a half, two hour, two and a half hour runs that you're out there long enough that you're hitting that dehydration part. Let me ask you this. If you are on like a rest day or just a really light day, um, like today I just lifted weights. I did ab workout. Do you recommend drinking electrolyte products on those days too or does it matter? I would say assess it based on how much you're sweating. Um, So one of my, um, I think it was the post that's currently on my feed for today says like um, salt your food when you're sweating, Mm. right? So if you are sweating a lot and there are totally people out there who might associate weightlifting with dripping sweat, right? I watch NFL players out here and I... I'm my, I'm my mind is blown at how much they sweat lifting weights. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was so definitely, them, I was dripping sweat a little bit. Yeah. So I would, that's how I would assess it versus hard workout, easy workout. I would assess it based on the sweat. And then definitely just want to make sure we touch on different products have different uh, exactly. amounts. So she yes. said like the noon tablets, 325, but there are some products that promote being electrolyte products. And then you look at it and it's like 150, which isn't really replacing much at all. Exactly. So exa- yes, that's something that, yeah, you just really have to know, um, to look at the sodium content. So I know there are a lot of electrolytes, right? There's sodium chloride, magnesium, potassium. Um, so there are lots of electrolytes, Um, And by that, I mean five, not, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, the one that you lose the most of is the sodium. So when you're looking at products, instead of getting confused because you could, you know, be comparing all of these different nutrients, just look at the sodium Mm. Um, because that is the one that you really do need to replace in the largest quantity. So for example, I always get the question, what about coconut water? Like Mm. is coconut water a good hydrator? Is it better than Gatorade? Um, so one of the, you know, the thing I would tell an athlete is turn it, turn it over and see what does, um, the sodium content say. And there may be coconut waters out there that are different, but for the 
90% of coconut waters I've seen, it has like 20 milligrams of sodium. What about the other electrolytes? Does it have high amounts of those? It does have more potassium. Okay. So, so it does. So the pros to coconut water is it's a natural source of sugar, you know, versus a processed sugar. It most, you know, don't have um, like artificial colors or flavorings, things like that. Um, and it, it is higher in potassium, but it is deficient in sodium. Mm. So what I would, the recommendation I would say is if you like coconut water, that is awesome, but add a fourth a teaspoon, a table salt to it. Okay. So that adds about 500 milligrams of sodium. Okay. And, and there you go. Now you've got a good sport beverage. Fourth a teaspoon of table salt is about 500 milligrams. Mm-hmm. Okay. Learn something yes. new every day. Here we are. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. So can you talk to us about the difference of like an electrolyte drink, like a noon tablet, and then something like a Gatorade, which is like a carb? Really good question. Yes. Um, yes. So when we're talking about electrolyte products, like obviously one, look at the sodium content, but then two, know what else um, this drink is doing for you. So if we think of a traditional sport beverage, um, let's just use Gatorade as the model because it really is the first sport beverage. Um, so that supplies you with one, water, two, electrolytes, and three, a carbohydrate. So that is what encompasses, you know, the traditional sport beverage. And from that, all of these other sport beverages were born. So what you'll notice now in the market is that there are um, sport beverages that include that carbohydrate. And there are sport beverages that don't include a carbohydrate, such as the noon tablet. So the noon tablet, you should think of as like salt water, right? Flavored salt water. Whereas the Gatorade um, is like a salty juice, right? It's got the carbon there, but it's also got the electrolytes. Um, so that's really what you need to compare is, does it have a carb or does it not? And then how are you using it? Um, so I worked with a triathlete recently who had his fuel bottle and then he had his hydration bottle. And in his fuel bottle was Perpetuum, which is a liquid carb. And then in his hydration bottle, he had a product that was advertising um, hydration. It was titled something with electrolytes and hydration. Um, But it had a lot of carbohydrate in it as well. Mm. So what I was showing him is that he had a very carb-heavy fuel bottle. And then he had another bottle that was supposed to be um, hydration-focused. But it also had a lot of carbs in it. So we were really over fueling as far mm-hmm. as carbs go and under hydrating. Um, so, so that's just where you have to know if you're using multiple products, what are they and which one is your fuel and which one is your hydration and just make sure you're not getting those two confused. So if you used a product that was focused on electrolytes, so it's like salted water, like you said, and then you're using like a goo or a gel or a chomp, then a, and which has carbs in it, then essentially you wouldn't need also like the Gatorade product if you're getting your electrolytes from the um, hydration fluid. Is that exactly. right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because does that, yeah. I feel like that's what people run into problems because they'll like take a goo and then, you know, take a swig of Gatorade and it's just like carb on carb and it causes mm-hmm. tummy problems. Exactly. 100%. Um, it really is, 
Yeah. I mean, and, and when it comes to running, you have to assess, like, what do you plan on using on the race course? You know, a lot of athletes like to use the chomps or the chews or the goose. So then what is your hydration piece? Because exactly what you said, you don't want to start chugging Gatorade because you already took in your carb. So at that point, we really just need salt water. So is that just taking water and maybe you pop a couple salt stick pills mm. um, or... Yeah, because yeah, the right. gel has electrolytes in it too. The gel does. So yeah, I would just have to calculate how much is in that. And so like, for example, um, I would say most gels are in the 100 to 200. So for someone like you, you could probably get away with just the gel. Mm. But someone like me, um, where I'm losing more in the thousands, I might need the gel plus two salt stick pills mm-hmm. per you know, pound that I expect to lose. I mean, it really makes me think now that I came in and got that test that like, if you really want to dial in your hydration, if you're really serious about lowering your marathon time, like it's, it's kind of important to do because the difference between me being 500 and you being like 1300 or whatever it is, is huge. Huge. It really is. Um, and you don't want to over, you don't want to overdo it. Is there, is there, uh, a negative if I were for instance to electrolyte it up as much as you need could that hinder my performance the only thing I mean you can basically when you do something that is um either over hydrating or under hydrating you you're shifting fluid balance in your gut Mm. so what occurs is diarrhea Mm. you know you're going to have some gurgling and some issues so yes absolutely you know you could have some bloating and some some issues as well um, if you take in too many. So yes, you don't want to just assume like, oh, I see salt all over me. Like I'm just going to take in mm-hmm. four noon tablets and it's going to be fine um, because you could definitely have some issues. I actually had an athlete do that um, two weekends ago. Um, and this athlete is in a um, really a unique sport where he's just sweating a mm. lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um And we started with the noon tablets because they're, I think they're easiest to get to know if you're someone who's never taken an electrolyte beverage, like they're easy, Mm -hmm. um, they taste nice, they're fizzy. Um, Yeah, I just personally felt that he might like them better um, to get to know them. But then obviously he was just losing so much weight that he, you couldn't take in enough of these um, without coming up on GI issues. So I know I feel like we're getting in a little deep here as far as like the sciencey stuff, but you can also there are also different types of sodium. Mm. So if you're someone like me who does sweat super, super salty, um, you might want to head more for a sodium citrate product versus a sodium chloride product. Okay. So noon tablets have a sodium chloride or actually it's sodium um, bicarbonate, I think. Um, but at any rate, the sodium citrate th- is more highly absorbable. Okay. So if you are the person who needs to get in, this has 1,800 milligrams of sodium in it. Wow. It's the right stuff. That's the brand, guys. The right stuff. Yep. I'll put <laughs> it in the show someone, notes. If you're someone who needs to get in more, 
um, then you really do need to look at that sodium citrate because otherwise you could be experiencing some GI issues. Wow. That's so people all around listening are thinking, okay, I've had diarrhea on my long runs for like years now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, if you don't have GI problems and you're feeling good and you're not feeling the signs of dehydration afterwards, you're probably doing it right. So you don't need to do that. You're probably someone that is on the 250 to 500 and in between taking a noon tablet and having some pretzels, you're probably doing really well. Yeah. Um, exactly. It really is just the people. If you are someone who is struggling on your long runs, if you're having GI issues, if you're having migraines after really long, hot runs, um, you know, fatigue, anything like that, that you're really struggling with it. I would venture to guess knowing that we're in the middle of July, that it's likely a hydration issue. It's so funny because I'm always like when I have a 20 mile run or a big workout, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get done. And then in the evening I can like kick back and have like a couple adult beverages and hang out. But then the time comes and I'm like, that is the last thing I want. I'm so (laughs) drained. It sounds good. And then you're like, nah. Well, you also don't want to further dehydrate yourself when you know, like you're trying to climb out of this hole. You want to celebrate, (laughs) but like, that's just, it doesn't help, even though it feels so good sometimes. Exactly. Um, Okay. I think that this has been so valuable so far. Um, I just like, I feel like even though you and I have talked about this a a few times already one-on-one, I feel like I've this, I've reabsorbed the information. So if, if you guys need to come back and listen to this a couple times, because um, and take notes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything on that before we answer some questions? Yes. Well, I just want to let, uh, well, uh, there's two things here. One, um, you know, just knowing, like I said, uh, for general hydration purposes, utilizing the salt shaker at meals, and then also looking for salty foods. Um, so when I was the sports dietitian for the cold, so I would always try to do something really fun with a salty food for post-practice. Um, and it's inexpensive. So doing like pickles, mm. pickles, like those giant pickles, Love pickles. Um, put them on a popsicle stick. So it was like a pickle popsicle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's a thousand milligrams of sodium. Like that's a really good way to, you know, post run. If you like pickles, um, that is a really good way to get in some extra salt. Obviously looking for fun salted pretzels, um, I posted on my Instagram recently, Dots Pretzels. They have a bag out there. I think it was like a Tex-Mex mix. Holy smokes, was it delicious. So yeah, looking for a fun, salty snack can kind of be that that thing that you long for as you get done with your long run, but also is helping you um, maintain and get back to your hydration status. There's a reason we want, I always want just like plain Lay's potato chips after like a <laughs> half marathon or marathon. Like just give me all the salty chips. Uh-huh. I've heard people drinking pickle juice as like a recovery for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, we would have pickle, sh- pickle juice shots. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's some research that ventures to say that it also it works for the sodium purpose, but also something with like the acidity of pickles. Like it's um, a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Go buy some pickles, everybody. Yep. <laughs> um, and salted watermelon is also a really fun one. Oh, that is good. Uh-huh. So refreshing, too. If it's cold, <laughs> hot run, get that ready. Yes. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So we've got a hydration tune-up coming um, 
starting August 17th. Okay. Um, so this is just going to be a two-week crash course on hydration. So we still have the runner's course. So if you're still interested in that, um, definitely DM me and let me know or join the wait list. Um, but I pulled out just the hydration piece of the runner's course um, because I feel like this is just really the time to dive in on hydration. So we've just got the two-week crash course. I will help you run um, the hydration test through the My Sweat Rate app. Um, and then even though I can't obviously test you all since I'm only an indie, um, I will walk you through how to calculate potential electrolyte loss based on researched amounts, um, average amounts of electrolyte loss. So we can come up with a pretty good plan um, unless you're obviously in the area and want to get tested as well. It starts, it's two weeks, August 17th. What does that consist of? Is it like, you know, how many in Zooms and things like that? Exactly. Yep. So each week you'll have two recorded videos that come out. Um, so you'll have a recorded video on Monday and then another recorded video that comes out. But again, those are recorded and you can watch them at your leisure. Um, and then you'll also have homework, so to speak, such as running a sweat test um, to accomplish and then I will also run a live session. So a live session each week okay. to help answer your questions and walk you through that. Um, but we'll determine the day and time based on everyone's availability. Okay. And how much is it for that class? So it's $49. Okay. Um, really, really great value for just a two-week crash course. I think so. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I'll put the link to register for that if anybody's interested in the show notes of this episode at lindsayhine.com. Okay, we have a couple of uh, listener questions. Let me open this up. Is it true that it is better to hydrate throughout the day rather than all at once? Yes, 100%. Um, have you ever been that runner that feels like you just dumped, you know, 32 ounces of water <laughs> in your stomach and you feel that like sloshiness? Um, so yes, definitely staying consistent with your hydration throughout the day is best. Um, and if you're someone who you just get sidetracked or you just get super into your work um, and and forget, there are tons of apps out there that will remind you. Um, so maybe a reminder, you know, could be helpful for you. Remind everybody what's like the, for like a 150 pound person, what's like the amount of water they should be taking in every day? assuming you're not like running a marathon that day. Exactly. So general hydration recommendation is half your body weight in fluid ounces per day. Okay. So for that 150 pound person, it would be 75 ounces at minimum. And then if they plan to work out, you can ballpark, you know, a bottle per hour of workout. So 16 ounces per hour. Okay. You know, unless of course you've done a hydration test and know your specific numbers. Okay. Perfect. Okay, how do you stay hydrated but not have to use the bathroom during a game or race or what what have you? That's such a good question. Um, so this tells me that this athlete isn't using enough electrolytes or carbs. Mm. So when we put water in our body, um, the water needs a little bit of assistance to be absorbed into our muscles and to stay in our body versus just to immediately be excreted. Mm. So the two things that can really help with that is salt, which is your electrolyte, and then carbohydrates. Okay. So for that athlete, the two nutrients you're looking for is the, the carb and the salt. So pretzels would be a perfect snack. 
um, for the athlete to pair with their water so their water is more um, well absorbed into their muscles. And what about when to, so, you know, for the runs or like for a game or something like that. So we were talking about an early run and you were like, wake up 45 minutes early to give yourself time to hydrate. But like, say you have like a two o'clock race or game or something like that. Um, how soon before the game should you kind of cut it off so that you're not like at the start line or at the, you know, beginning of the game, whatever it is you're doing and have to pee? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I, so obviously the recommendation within an hour of participating is that 16 to 20 ounces. Um, but I would say, listen to your body and know how much time you have. So like, in my mind, I'm personally thinking of my own sport triathlon. And you know, how if I utilize the restroom at 20 minutes to go, I can still make it to the start line or you know, whatever that is. Um, I would just kind of know how comfortable you feel utilizing the restroom before the start. And if you can use it, you know, 15 minutes before, then keep hydrating, you know, within that hour before, if you need to stop 30 minutes before, um, that's, yeah, I would just kind of test that one out and see what your body's telling you, but also make sure, like I said, you're, you're taking in carbs and salt to help your body absorb that water and not just excrete it back out. Yeah, that's so huge. I can I can totally see that happening to me too when I cuz what I like I'm a chugger because I'm not good at sipping throughout the day, so like I'll like slam a cup of water and then yeah, I'll have to just go to the bathroom a lot cuz I'm not I'm not assisting my water. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was totally my issue in high school and college is you know, I would sweat out pounds of sweat and then I would only replace it with water. So, I was just so confused because I was like, I'm drinking and drinking and drinking and I'm peeing and peeing and peeing. So why am I not hydrated? Like, I don't get it. You know, I really felt like I was doing a good job. Um, so yeah, if if that's you out there, I totally get it. Join the hydration tune up Yeah, (laughs) and work through it together. Yeah. If you guys have further questions for Anna, well, first of all, let's follow, follow Anna on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Yep. It's Anna Turner underscore sports nutrition. Okay. And then if you're interested, sign up, you know, if you want a more in-depth deep dive, um, sign up for the the class. Um, All right, Anna. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thanks, Lindsay. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you, Anna, for coming on the show. You all do not forget to follow Anna over on social media. She is Anna Turner underscore sports dietitian. Check out all the great things that St. Vincent Sports Performance is doing. If you're local to Indianapolis, you can check them out in person. They have all kinds of online services as well. And don't forget that hydration course that Anna's doing here in a couple weeks. I'll put the link to sign up for that course if you're interested in the show notes at lindsayhine.com. You all can find me on Instagram. I'm lindsayhine626. You can find me on Twitter at Lindsay Hine and find me on Facebook. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine. We have a group as well. Come join our Facebook group. It's a great group. We just had a big, long post about book recommendations. I'm reading Daisy Jones and the Six right now, and I can't get over it. It's so good. So I put a call out for other book recommendations over there. Um, We also talk about running a lot too, I promise. All right, friends, I appreciate you for being here. We've got another episode coming out this Friday. 
And uh, yeah, check out Prevenex, our sponsor, Prevenex.com. Use the code ANOTHER for 15% off your order. Get that Joint Health Plus to make your joints feel better, more flexible, and uh, better when you run, better when you recover. I use it every day. It's a great, great product. All right, friends, have a really great day, and we'll see you Friday.